Hey Rockstar, welcome. This is a storytelling platform designed to empower you to build yourself up physically, spiritually, mentally, socially, and financially. Why stories? Because stories live on. They are eternal. They are a powerful reminder of what one can accomplish when opportunity presents itself. So listen carefully, learn the lessons, apply them to the big five, and become the rock star of your industry. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Josafat Emiliano, and you're now watching Hey Rockstar. If you haven't been here before, well, welcome, because this is now officially your favorite show. Hey, Rockstar is a show where we just bring in some amazing guests to share some amazing stories to inspire you to grow physically, spiritually, mentally, socially, and financially. But mainly, we want you to take all this value that we give to you so that you can then take to use in your disciplines, in your practices, so that you can develop the right mindset to detach from insecurities or to, to, to detach from failures, take ownership of your life, to become that rock star of your industry. Miguel's there. And um, if this is your first time here, we ask you, please do the thing, show the love, do the subscription and the shares and all that good stuff. We promise you that you're going to have a good time, that you're going to get some great value today because I'm not here just to share my stories. I'm here to share other important people's adventures. Having said that, welcome to episode 44. Today is an interview with a rock star and I have a very, very high profile guest for you guys today. So if you're ready to get the show started, I know I am. Let's not take any more. Let's not dilly dally anymore. Let us let's go right into the meat and potatoes, because this is going to be an exciting show. I can't wait to see what happens. My guest today is a man who has worn many hats since a very young age. And to this day, he has learned leadership. He has learned fatherhood. He has learned ministry. He has learned musicianship. He has learned artistry. He's a, He's got a voice for radio. He's got a face for print. He's got abilities bilingual, English and Espanol. He is a world traveler. He is a literal Mr. Worldwide. I don't know what else to say about this man other than he's someone that I looked up to as a very, at a very young age, literally, because this guy is like six, six. He's, he's up there. I, I, I know he's a little taller than, or he might not be that tall. But to me as a kid, he was always uh, just a giant of a person because of his just his charisma, his ability to capture the audience. And it's someone that I'm proud to share the same last name with. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome the one, the only, Eli Emiliano. <laughs> My goodness. Welcome, My Eli, goodness. to the show. <laughs> wow. Man, with that introduction, I wanted to come out boxing. Bring it. My goodness. Bring it. It, 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 it's about time, Hosa. It's about time. <laughs> Episode 44, and I'm barely on now. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, like I said earlier, I was a bit timid to bring you on because nah. I was expecting you to come up with like your DJ, your radio station, everything set up with just the cool look. Like, man, 
I'm trying to catch up with you. I mean, I'm doing good with just a broadcast mic that I got a few nah. months ago. I'm so glad to be here, Hosa. And uh, man, I told you this a few weeks ago. I, I really admire what you're doing and uh, really um, uh, just appreciate all the work you put into it, the way it's been progressing. And uh, just a key, a key thing in my life that I've learned is consistency. You know, I've, I've started so many things and I've never or I haven't finished a lot of things rather. And uh, just the fact that, man, you're on episode 44, you've been consistent, you've been at it, you've been doing it. That's that speaks volumes. So uh, congratulations to Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you for having me here. I'm honored to be here. And uh, man, uh, those guys watching, just leave some thumbs up for Hosa. Start following him on his uh, Hey Rockstar page and you guys are in for a treat. It's so good to be here, Jose. Welcome, welcome. How's uh, everything back in Texas right now? Man, it is hot right now. Well, actually, <laughs> we, we had a cool down for a couple of days here in, in the North Texas area. I'm in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but uh, it's supposed to warm up here again right before the fall comes back in. But it's, it's, it's good, man. It's good. Oh, Texas my. is good. I do miss Texas. Well, I, I tell everyone I miss more of my family than I am. Like the Texas, Texas, because like now that I know how to cook my own dishes, I know how to cook with mom and dad and know how to prepare. So to me, I really don't miss the food because to me, Tex-Mex is whatever I cook is Tex-Mex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so uh, but what I do miss definitely is just there's certain things about Texas, mainly family, familia. That's, right. that's the one thing. Uh, but thankfully, they come visit me here and there. But let's let's just, just go and dive in. I could talk about me all day long, Eli, but. Let's first let's just 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 share a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, just a little bit about your advent, your adventure, your journey, and uh, how you are, or how is it that you are where you're at today? Man, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm I just turned fifty years old. Hard to believe, I know it's a hard to believe. I turned fifty, I look forty, I feel sixty, but no, just kidding. But uh, <laughs> I I you know it's 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 been a long journey. A long, long journey. I heard you talking about it before. I I started getting involved in 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 church and ministry at a very, very young age. When I was born, um, my dad was already a pastor, just like in your case. Uh, my dad was already a pastor. Uh, I grew up basically in the church. You know, I I was that kid that would fall asleep under the benches at the church. You know, and then and then no, I'd wake up. Yeah, of course you do. And then I'd wake up and then I would eat the gum that the people would leave stuck under the benches. I would chew on that, you know, so I was a little kid. That that was my life. You know, that's all I knew. I knew how to do. And uh, that's how I grew up. I was probably about 11, 12 years old. I started teaching a small little Sunday school class. I started doing Royal Rangers, mm. you know, Royal Rangers alert, clean, honest, courageous, loyal, courteous, obedient, spiritual. I remember, I remember. And uh, so it, it, it's, it, it's been a long journey of just different types or different parts of my life and things that God has brought me through. And uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's been a crazy journey. We're here now. I, I fast forward, obviously. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm, I've been married for 27 years, uh, 28 years, I think, this year. I better remember right, man. I'm going to get in trouble. But um, I have three grown kids, and uh, God's been good to us, man. We're, we're really excited about this time in our lives right now. Awesome. 
So I'm, I guess we can kind of bounce back and forth since we do have a lot of the same upbringing, uh, musically speaking, also being involved in ministry and such. But, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out how I want to go to this because eventually I would love to start a segment. Uh, for example, my guest last week, uh, we were kind of sharing that and I had totally forgot that, that he was also a pastor's kid. And he mm. came back. He had that background, but now he is a. I mean, he still has musicians or musician stuff going on. But he's a a. Um, uh, I'm gonna say philanthropist. He he is a a starter up. He helps people start businesses. He helps invest in 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 entrepreneur ventures and others. Uh, and so he's gotten into that arena. But there's always something to be said about. Whenever I meet someone who does have that PK background, I'm not going to make the show completely about that. However, I'm just curious, in your opinion, do you believe having to have worn these different hats at a very young age helped to mature you for for things that you didn't even see coming that weren't so necessarily church-based? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to learn as you go. First of all, I think you get kind of thrown into it. You know, uh, we need choir people. There you go. We need somebody for the drama. That, that's us. You know, it was just like you get kind of thrown into it. But then you you learn as you go. You got to deal with all kinds of people, all kinds of personalities. Um, and, and and you're kind of developed into that role of, 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 of leadership. And then, you know, it helps you then later on to to deal with other people even out, you know, in in not just in ministry, but in different industries, mm. uh, in in whether it's it's uh, running a business, whether it's you know networking with other people, and it's just being able to connect with people at different types, different levels, different you know um, uh, times in their life, in different different seasons that they're in, and. You know, it's it's just it develops you. It really does. It forms you. It it, it makes you. Uh, it helps you. And it and, and I I would strongly encourage. And this is something I didn't learn till till later on in life. Every season and everything in life, it's part of your formation. Mm. It's never wasted time. It's never a mess up season. It, it's it's never uh, um, a mistake season. It, it's always part of your schooling. It's part of your formation. And when you look at it that way, it changes your perspective. As 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 PKs, we're we're so hard on ourselves uh, because we have one million and one eyeballs on us twenty four seven. So we have this level of expectancy that we're supposed to perform at constantly. I can go on talking about oh, that. I've, I've been freed from that, thank God. It <laughs> took me about 50 years, but but I, I have so much to say about that to, to somebody. But, you know, you have this level of expectancy and and, and you have to perform. And, and, and being the PK, that means somebody above you, your dad, which is a pastor, you know, it's like you got to fill those shoes. You got to, you know, fit into that framework. And, and and it could either kill you, and that's why I'm, it saddens me to know that a big percentage of our PKs want nothing to do with church. Yeah, you know because it, it can either break you or it can make you, 
And it's just, it just depends on your mindset and, and how you look at it. But absolutely, man, it just it's just something that 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 you're formed into, that you're put into, but then it helps you in the long run if you take it as every part of it is part of your formation for life. That's actually really good. It's kind of like the whole adage of there's there's life lessons or there's victories and then there's lessons. You never really are, are, are a failure or anything right. that happens. If it doesn't succeed, that doesn't make you a failure. It just means, well, you found one way of not doing a certain uh, um, a certain task right. and you try it a different way. However, some of us, uh, well, not some of us, but like we're given such a burden of performance, uh, such a um, I, I call it the pedestal whenever people like. It's it's some it's like they had the special seat that I have to sit on because everyone wants to watch needs to look at me make sure that I am impeccable that I am without stain without reserve and you know I, I'm maybe maybe it was just me being the youngest in my family but those those times when I did feel kind of impenetrable like I felt like I could get away with a lot of things <laughs> uh, I wonder you being the oldest of, of 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 your siblings did you ever see that that um. Did you ever feel that burden performance was a little heavier on you than it was for your siblings? Uh, absolutely. Uh, first of all, I have two sisters. Well, one of them is in heaven now, but my two sisters, they're, they're very shy, very introvert. So I'm always the extrovert. I'm always the one that's speaking. I'm always the one that's performing. I'm always the one that's out there. So I felt like I was taking on uh, the blunt of the whole thing, you know? <laughs> and I think it was uh, subconsciously. You know, kind of like protecting my sisters. Uh, I kind of wish I had another brother to take the take the <laughs> hits with me. But uh, I, yeah, absolutely. And and I think that you know, in your case, uh, I think it it works in every family. You know, it's like when you're the first child, when the parents have that first child, and and they they get the the pacifier, and then the pacifier falls. Man, they're disinfecting it. They're cleaning <laughs> it. They're hot water. The second child, you know, if the pacifier falls on the ground, they'll grab it, dip it in water and stick it back in their mouth. You know, the third or fourth child, if the pacifier falls on the ground, they'll just wipe it on their pants and stick it back in the kid. So <laughs> he gets away with more things. It's more lenient. It's, you know, it's not as strict as, as the first child uh, to perform. But, yeah, I did. I did feel it. And I guess because I, I really loved it. I, I love it. I still love ministry. I love church. I love I, I, you know, I, I, I love serving. I, I, I love doing things. And that's what I, that's what it was. You know, I just loved to do it. You know, I, I, I was 17 years old and I was producing TV programs mm. for my dad. I started DJing at 14 years old. And, you know, so it's just something that I, I love to do. My wife says I need to perform. I need an audience. And maybe she's right. But, you know, it's just part of who I am. And I, and I really do enjoy it. I, I, that's what I miss the most, too, the performance aspect of it all. Um, and so whenever and uh, as I shared some of this story with you guys and most of my my audience know my story that. It was a point where I hit burnout because I was doing ministry 100 uh, percent, even though I was I was gifted uh, and, and, and I, I took that as as my calling to do it. 
But uh, not to say that God was not using me. It's just my 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 area of ministry was in the film industry, was in the entertainment industry, was in the performance aspect in what is not necessarily church environment. But I was able to to pour myself out, and then afterwards, behind the scenes, um, I'm I'm just pouring and sharing and loving on my fellow talent, on my fellow actors and 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 crew members, and and that's kind of the way that I I, I saw ministry. Um, 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 unroll for me. However, I, um, I, I, I had to find that thin line, Eli, between what is it where I need praise? I need some kind of acknowledgement for my ability to sing, dance, whatever, and not, and, and not play the whole, um, I call it a, 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 a fake, a fake praise or a fake holiness where like if people are like, Oh, brother Joseph, that you sang so well. And instead of like, saying thank you i would over relish and like no 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 sister far be it do not praise me it is god who gave me <laughs> god this be the glory yes <laughs> hallelujah no not me it's it's all for him yeah. hallelujah but then as soon as the doors were closed i'm like i need that i need that hunger i i, wow. I, I hunger for for some kind of acknowledgement because god gave me these abilities but we grew, I grew up at least in that um not a false humility, but you you had to put yourself last. And I get it. I totally do understand it. But did you ever find a that that dancing your having to dance between that line of I need some kind of glory, I need some kind of praise and no, I mean I, I know who really gives it to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the same thing, man. It's just, you know, I, I grew up the same way, you know, oh, that was a great word. Great. Well, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. You know, instead of just like, hey, well, thank you. Appreciate that. I put some work into it or I studied or, you know, I and and it's just it becomes it. it like you said, it, it becomes a, a pressure. It becomes a um, it becomes a drug. Jose. Yeah, it becomes a drug. And, and, and my wife, she's, she, I mean, my wife's straight. She's, she's awesome with me. She keeps me straight. She's like, it came to a point where I needed the hit, mm. you know, I, I needed that hit. I needed to perform. I needed to do this. I needed to do that. And, you know, it became a struggle. I burnt out as well. You know, there, there was a time where you have the pressure of everybody. You got to perform. You got to be up to a certain standard. You got shoes to fill, you know, you got to behave a certain way. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't go there. You can't go here. And 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 then on top of that, it, you know, you got to do it right. And, you know, I'm 12 years old and people are asking me, are you going to be a pastor? Are you going to preach? And I'm like, dude, I'm 12. I'm just trying to play whatever video game was out there at the time, you know. And, and it's just but the more that you do it and the more that people acknowledge and the more that people tell you things, yeah, it could be a very dangerous fine line to where, you know, you're looking for that performance hit. And then at the same time, you're trying to play that role of, well, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But you know what? We know that it was God that gave us the talent. We know yeah. that it was God that gave us the ability. And we have to be okay with knowing that it is God and that, you know, people are just being grateful for something that touched their lives. You know, one of the things that that I've encountered here in the last few years in my life, and it, it's it's a it's a rough statement. It's a it's a hard statement. I I, I love to preach. 
I, I, I love ministry. Like I said, it's, it, it's, it's all I've done in my life. But I, we went to go, we went to Nashville a couple years ago, or last year, as a matter of fact, wasn't it in the summer? Yeah, because we're, I think we're right in the middle of pandemic. And, and we, we showed up in, in Nashville. I think it was right before the pandemic hit. It was around there somewhere. Because, uh, I, I, no, they were starting to open some stuff up in Nashville again. Okay. We just didn't get to go to that one hot chicken place that's real good in Nashville. Oh, but well, we went to the second hot. We went to the yeah. second best one. So, anyway, it was on that trip, Hosa. Uh, on my way back, I had a conversation. We, we talked about this a little bit when we, when we were there. And on the way back, man, I just had a personal... I don't, I don't want to say it's make it all sound spiritual, but it was a, just like a personal encounter with God in my life that if I didn't preach another sermon the rest of my life, God is still 100% pleased with me. Oh. He's still 100. I am still 100% acceptable to him. I am 100% loved by him because me preaching does not define who I am in Christ. Mm. It doesn't give me my brownie points. It doesn't put me in right standing with God. I can be just as effective in any place on the face of the earth. And then at the end of the day, my number one ministry is not the platform. It's not behind a podium. It's not preaching to a crowd. My number one ministry is my house. Mm. That's my number one ministry. And when I came to the realization that I really, all I need is Jesus and knowing that I am accepted and knowing that I am loved and knowing that I am completely pleased. See, there, there's such an orphan mentality going around because we don't know who our father really is. Mm. Our earthly father, I don't know what your story is. He might have jacked you up. He, maybe he was a great man. Maybe he did some things that, you know, weren't so good. But at the end of the day, I remember that God told his son Jesus, before Jesus even did any miracles, the heavens opened up and there was a voice that came from heaven and said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. He hadn't healed anybody. He hadn't preached to anybody. He was just a carpenter. And God was like, if he doesn't do anything, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Now that's some gold right there. Rockstar gold. Boom. Sir. You are valued, just valuable, just existing. Yeah. Um, which one of my favorite scriptures in, um, I want to say it's in Corinthians where it just basically says you are God's masterpiece. Absolutely. That, that's that, that, that in itself just gives people that value. Wow. Yes, sir. You know, uh, I kind of had that same moment. I shared, I, I remember I shared with you guys when I simplified my faith, when I had to just simplify it to four basic things. But in me, I've always, I had always defined myself by my voice, especially in the singing, because, you know, we grew up in small town and when we're in small town, we are the big we're the big fish in the in, in, in the <laughs> pond. And so I remember my first humbling experience when I went to seminary to Southwestern and I found out two things. There are people that are way more talented than me when it comes to vocal and, and, and piano playing. 
And the second thing is I found people that are way worse than me <laughs> because the <laughs> vocals and pianos are like, I'm a happy medium guy. Yeah, yeah. But then coming here to Nashville, I I got to the point where, it, you know, when coming here, I wasn't looking for the music. I did do some music. It's fun. I wrote some songs, whatever. But I wasn't like my focus wasn't that. My focus was just finding finding my voice, finding out who I am, no longer son of this uh, of of the 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 pastor or or the 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 person who worked in in this ministry i i I wanted to come to a place where no one really knew what josafat emiliano was capable of doing and i remember thinking to myself uh because uh or i went to go visit home and people like so are you playing anywhere or are you leading worship anywhere like no and they're like why not and 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 i got to the realization honestly even if I don't sing ever again, if I never get up and lead another congregation, I know God's okay with me. Mm-hmm. I know God still loves me, and He still has great things for me, and 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 He is satisfied with me being His child. And I had that realization that I was enough. Now everything that comes, it, do, it just comes out of a of gratefulness, a a attitude of the yeah, I, I love doing this. And when it comes from a genuine heart. Whatever creative aspect comes out, people are like, whoa, where'd this come from? And I'm like, it's always been there. It's just it's not something that I'm focused on because I'm no longer defined by that. Mm-hmm. My definition or my value comes from the fact that he has called me valuable. Yeah. And and that has definitely that has definitely helped helped uh, me start to see things or, or at least free me up to experiment and express my worship in different ways other than what I was used to. Uh, simply because I'm, I don't have anyone here saying, "Well, you need to do it this way," because you've always done it this way, Josephat. You're known as this person, so you got to be doing this person. You got to do this yeah. ministry. And to me, it's like, no, I'm just here to love God and people who are around me. If if I have something good to offer, if I have positive words ex- to to express, this is a way of me worshiping and me just expressing the the wisdom that has been poured in me that needs to come out. But it's just been another outlet for me that I am enjoying putting into practice. Absolutely. And just knowing who you are in Christ, it frees you to be able to expand your horizons. You know, I was I was capped, you know, for a long time in my life because I thought I had to do ministry. I thought that if I wasn't in church, I was out of God's will. Mm. Until later, I learned that God's will is not somewhere, it's someone, and it's him in me. So whether I'm here or in Nashville or in Mexico City, I am in his will, and his will is in me. So no matter what I do or where I go, I am in God's will. Christ is in me. So it doesn't depend on what I'm doing. It's about what he already did for me. So it's just like when you change your mentality, it frees you up. Hey, I can go into the business world. Hey, I can do I can get up and do a podcast. I can do all kinds of things. And it's bringing glory to God. Everything that you do, do it as unto God. And that brings glory and honor and worship to Jesus, no matter where you're at and what you're doing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, think think about it. Let, let, let me just let me, let me add. I mean, think about how many people are afraid to make a move because I don't want to be out of God's will. Well, it makes it seem as if if you move somewhere or if you go to the other church or if you change what you're doing, 
then God's going to stay over there and then you're going to go by yourself. Mm. No, uh, new covenant truth is he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. you. You're not a hotel where Jesus goes and comes, where the Holy Spirit goes and comes. We're not begging the presence of the Holy Spirit. Please don't leave us like they did in the old covenant. In the new covenant, he has made you his permanent residence. He will never leave you. David had an idea of this when he wrote in Psalms 139, even in my darkest night, I wake up in the morning and you're still there. Mm. He, he didn't know what it was yet. He knew something was coming. He knew there was a new covenant, something fresh, something new was coming. And that was it, that his presence after the cross will never, ever leave you. So don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid to try new stuff. Don't be thinking that you're out of God's will, that God's going to get mad, that God, no, 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 no. You are God's will. God's will is in you. You are in God's will. And wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be highly blessed and prospered. That's what we are, the trendsetters. We're supposed to be the ones initiating the new things, uh, the experimental mm-hmm. uh, music or, or style or whatever, because we can walk in that assured that no matter what, um, here's my favorite saying, well, not my favorite saying, but my favorite argument with people, I'm like, don't turn your back on God. I'm like, I don't know about you guys, but according to scripture, that's an impossibility for me because everywhere I go, he is there. He's there. I can't turn my back on him. but. Yeah. If I can't, for the best of me, be able to save myself, how am I so, after he's done the work, after he's done the, the transformation work and, 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 and making me a new person, then how can I possibly take myself out of that? That's right. You can't. What can separate you? What can separate you from him? Nothing. And that's what we need to understand that. No matter what, like you said, no matter where you turn, he's there. Well, I'll take it a step up higher. No matter where you turn, he's already inside of you. Mm. So it's not like it's an external thing. It's an internal thing. Oh, yeah. You know, and then many, many people think that God is like sitting on the chair of the voice, speaking of music. You know, <laughs> if, if they approve of your singing, they push the button, then they turn around and face you. And if they don't approve, they're not going to turn around. And many people feel like God's sitting on that chair on the voice. Mm. When the Bible says that he is always looking down on me and there is a smile on his Mm. face. There is a smile. on. He's like he's smiling every morning when you're waking up and he's smiling and saying, I was just waiting for you to get up because I got so many great things for you today. You I wish you could see everything that I've got lined up for you. But you know what? We, we fall into this trap. We fall into this mind game and and we get up and, you know, and, and, and we know we call it. We got we got up on the wrong foot on the wrong side of the bed. No, there is no such thing when we have our mindset on the fact that everything that we do is prospered because he is in us. Mm. He is in us. I mean, we were just talking about this a couple of weeks ago. There is the the only the only limit to God's blessings we put on ourselves. Watch this. Mm-hmm. Watch watch this. I love to go to Brazilian steakhouse. Breach. Brazilian steakhouse. You walk in there. They they're pretty much all the same concept. And 
When you sit down at the table, there's a card. On one side, it's green. On the other side, it's red. Okay? I still got my card. <laughs> there you go. So as long as that card is green, there's going to be a line of finely dressed gentlemen bringing all kinds of delicious food from the kitchen. All kinds of steaks, chicken, pork, lamb. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And the food doesn't stop until you turn that card on the red side. You determine when the blessing stops. When Jesus fed the 5,000, the Bible says that he took the bread, he gave thanks, and he gave it to the disciples, and the disciples gave it to the people that were sitting down along with the fish until they had enough. They ate, the Bible says, they ate as much as they wanted until they had had enough. There wasn't none of this, well, just eat a little bit because, you know, it, it, we're running out. No, you can I have some more bread? Yes, here, have two. Uncle Peter, can I have some more fish? Here, have a couple <laughs> of planks. You know, it was like abundance and abundance and the food kept coming and the food kept coming. They have 12 baskets left over. The blessing doesn't stop until we stop it. So mm. if we can have the mindset of we don't have to work for anything because it's already done. The Bible says that everything that we need has already been provided by Christ. Everything that you need. Listen, in the original, the word everything means everything. Everything that we need has already been provided. So why do we limit ourselves thinking that it depends on us? It doesn't depend on us. Mm. It's already been done. Jesus is not going to die on the cross again to bless you again. Mm. He died once and for all. All the blessings are already there. Now we decide if we're going to leave the faucet on or we're going to turn it off. Are we going to leave the card on the green side or on the red side? You just have to rest and believe. That's our only work. That's our only job. The Bible says, what, what works do you need? They, they ask Jesus, the works to believe. Mm. Just believe. Believe and receive everything that he has already provided for you. I, 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 feel, I feel for some people that feel that they need to do something in order to be blessed. Because I'm saying, well, then you're saying that what Jesus did on the cross was not enough. And he needs a little bit of your help to make it fulfilled in your life. No, sir. It's already done. It's complete once and for all. Just believe it and receive it. Don't get me started with this grace message. Also, I'll never stop. No, man. no, no. It's, 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 it's so good because I grew up in the same situation where, because uh, oh, I had this, uh, this conversation with, uh, speaking about money, and uh, actually, I, I sh I've shared this with other several guests, but there's a rabbi named uh, uh, Rabbi Lapin who wrote the Bible secrets of uh, business secrets of the Bible. But he talks about the concept of money is spiritual. Money is something that is 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 a gift from God for those of you who, who found a way to bless God's children. To and, and and he goes, and the more that you do for God's children, the more opportunities you provide for them the more money comes your way and so i remember i was sharing this once with uh, the church that i grew up in and i was saying you know brothers and sisters one thing that i found out today that i found out in in my in my walk is that being 
being poor does not make me holy. Mm. And, and if anything, it makes me a rebel because not having money is proof that I haven't done anything to bless the children of God. Hmm. If, if money is supposed to be a spiritual thing, then I need to find out more ways that I can help my fellow men, more ways that I can serve my community. And here's, here's a concept that he said that just blew my mind. He's like, you know, you'll never find a, a well-to-do uh, Jewish person working on their own cars or working on their own yard. And he goes, people use that concept to save a buck. Like, well, I'm going to work on my own car or I'm going to work on my own yard. Because, but, but what that does is you are robbing your community of the opportunity to grow financially. If there's someone in your community who is gifted at working with vehicles or someone who, who is really good at yard work and likes to, to landscape, then your job is to use your giftings to grow financially in your areas and then use that money to give to your community so that they can grow their business as, uh, working on your car wow. or work or doing landscape. And that creates community. It creates you, be, people coming together to work together to serve each other. Mm. He goes, separation, us trying to do everything on ourselves, save our own buck to, 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 to be stingy is division. And that is not what God has. That's not one of God's biblical principles. And that's why a lot of people are broke because they haven't realized that money is spiritual. When I heard that, I was like, Oh my goodness. Um, I've been, I've been neglecting the people of God in hopes of trying to be frugal because I was taught you need to be frugal. You need to do these things. And, and so that's when I'm like, Lord, Show me how I can make more money so that I can bless your people. Yeah. But you 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 are what you attract. Mm-hmm. Or you attract what you are, rather. You attract what you are. Money is not only spiritual, it has a spiritual purpose, but it's also energy. So you're always fighting, being frugal and being stingy and being tight-fisted. Well, then guess what? That energy. You know, I don't want to go into another <laughs> realm here, but you need to understand that what we think, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Mm-hmm. If you think in your heart that money's scarce, money will be scarce. If you think in your heart that you're going to get sick, then you're going to get sick. The Bible doesn't say it just to say it. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So, why not take that opportunity to think highly of ourselves, to think of ourselves as as rich, not to not to blow money away and to but like you said, to be service to our community, to be able to help our fellow brothers, to be able to be a, a blessing to somebody else. And, and and by the way, you will be blessed as well. Yeah. You know, God did not create Hawaii for you to see it on a postcard. He created it for you to go visit it, you know, but we have such a scarce mentality. I can't afford that or I can't go there. I can't do just just do it. Just go and attract the things that God has already provided for you. I call it this way. It sounds a little bit more spiritual. Let's (laughs) manifest what's already been done. Let's make it happen. It's already done. It's already there. But now let's manifest it by believing, by receiving, by thinking. And using that energy, instead of using it for the, the bad, let's use it for the good in our lives. Obviously, a lot of these things that we believed were taught to us. And yes. and whenever I've challenged my my parents, like, oh, all right, 
and where'd you hear this? Where, where did you say, where, where did it say this in the, in the, in the, in the scripture? And they're like, well, I was taught this at my seminary. I was taught this <laughs> in my class. I'm like, okay, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but what the scriptures say, and, and, and I mean, I've gotten, I'm thankful now that I'm at a point where, um, I don't argue just to argue, right? but my family has seen the fruit of my life. They've seen yeah. God's fruit and it's evident that he's with me that yeah. I can then say, well, here's what I understand of scripture. I see this in a different light as yeah. what I was told. Um, and, and, and I can't say that I'm, my whole purpose is to try to convert or change anyone, but I'm just like, letting them know, you know what? There was different ways of thinking apparently. And we were choosing the hardest way to think where according to scripture is, is believe uh, and receive and walk in that light. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, but anyway, I, I didn't know this this conversation was going to go that way, but I'm well, glad because there's people <laughs> who need to hear this. There's people who grow who've grown up in a church, yeah. who've grown up in a um, and I don't want to say religious background, but it is it's it's it, because it's yeah. a religion that we chose to practice mm-hmm. um, simply because we were told about it. And it, I didn't know I didn't start believing certain things. I didn't start believing for myself until I was out on my own in the mission field. And when I, all I had was the Bible and like, all right, God. Either this is real or, you know, everything was t- which was told me was a bunch of load. And yeah. I need to figure out, figure out who what I believe because I don't have mom or dad here. I don't have my Sunday school teacher. I don't have any of that stuff. It's just you and me. So yeah. maybe Jesus talk to me and show me what I need to do to survive out here in the third world in a different country and, and, and way out of my comfort element. One of the things that has that has helped me and that I've learned and, and, and I, I, I say learned, but in a good way because i'm not here and like you said earlier we're not here to contradict anybody we're not here to argue with anybody i'm not here to say anything out of this world i'm just speaking bible truth and the bible truth is that when jesus died the bible clearly says that there was a new covenant so if there was a new covenant that means that the old covenant is no longer useful it's it's done with. It's it, it's 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 only there. Listen, watch this. The old covenant is only there to show us how desperate we are in need of a savior. Mm. And that savior came and brought a new covenant that did away with the old covenant. That's the only purpose of the old. It's a, the whole covenant is holy. I mean, it's it, it's so holy that we can't keep it. Yeah. That's why Jesus had to come fulfill the law. And gave us a new covenant. And the new covenant, listen, you don't get the goodies of a covenant unto, or of, a, of, of, of an inheritance until somebody dies. Jesus had to die in order for us to get the goodies. And it's all oh, the wow. blessings after the cross, before the cross, after the cross. That's, that, that's the difference right there. When you read the Bible, is it before the cross or after the cross? Look at it this way. I don't want to go here, Tosa, but you're making me, man. You're <laughs> Someone making me. Someone needs to hear this. <laughs> you're making me. Watch this. I love it. I love so, it. So Jesus is on the earth, right? When Jesus is on the earth, he's living by the law. As a matter of fact, he tells people, listen, the law says this, but I say this. Yeah. The, the law says this, but I, he takes it up another level. Again, just to just to take us to the fact that we need a savior, that we can't do it on our own. But when he dies and there's a new covenant, 
the new covenant is not about the sacrificing of animals. Because when they sacrificed animals, the Bible says that our the, the sins of the people were covered. When you cover something, it can easily be uncovered mm. and scare the doodles <laughs> out of you. It can come back. But when Jesus died, the Bible says that the sins of the world were taken away. They disappeared. They don't exist anymore. You can't uncover anything. As a matter of fact, I like to tell people that a lot of people like to boast on their past. Well, I did I did this. I killed 27 people and I, you know, I did I sold drugs and I, all this stuff. But the truth of the matter is that when you come to Christ and you receive the life of Christ, all that past, the Bible says, is done away with. You are now a new creation. Your past begins at the cross. My goodness. Mm. It doesn't count from the past. Those were taken care of. Yeah. Those don't exist anymore. Why do we keep going back and bringing glory to that dark past when our past starts at the cross? It starts at the cross. That's why you can live the rest of your days as if you have never sinned because all the sins of the world were taken care of at the cross once and for all. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh. No, 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 I'm no. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, that's good. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, no. Uh, See, I, well, and I believe that. I do believe that. When, I, my, when my voice starts cracking, I got to slow it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, let's uh, let's try to move on from this because yes, it yes. was it's it's good. No, 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 no. It's just it's because I I remember it's not too long ago where I was trapped with that idealism that I I had to check certain boxes because if I wasn't careful, I I I was revisiting. I was bringing back my past and and I remember one time I was taught erroneously by a teacher. He said that you're that he he compared my walk to a, a climbing of a ladder and he goes and you got to climb that ladder and if you miss up you fall down and you got to start all over at the bottom and like that's it, it sounded good but that was a works-based mindset that exactly. was a uh you got to you got to save yourself by doing mm -hmm. your part and and of course there's a, a fine line between um actually no there's no fine line jesus paid it all well and, here, here and, and i know i know where you're going with that understand this there is earthly consequences. Yes. There is absolutely earthly consequences. Okay? I mean, if you're if you're drunk driving, you can kill somebody, you're gonna go to prison, you'll lose everything you have. If 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 you steal money, if you embezzle money, you get caught, you're you're probably gonna go to prison and you have to pay that money. There is earthly consequences. But by the same token, and 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 at the end of the day, why would you want to go live in that lifestyle? Yeah. If if Jesus already gave you a better lifestyle. A lot of people say, well, you know, there's too many rules. It's not rules. It's just that God wants you to live a good life. He wants you to enjoy your life. He wants you to be happy in your life. He doesn't want you to be getting divorced, three, four, five. Nothing wrong against that, but it brings pain. It brings suffering mm -hmm. to you, the other person, the kids, etc. 
He wants us to enjoy life at, at the fullest. But there is earthly consequences. We're not saying here you can go and do whatever you want to do. No, no, no. <laughs> but if you do those things, all those sins, Jesus already took care of. I, I, I have to say it that way. That is biblical truth. He took care of our sins, past, present, and future. Think about it, Hosea. Mm. Were you and I there at the cross? No. So all of our sins are all future. And those are taken care of as well. So no matter what, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Nothing can separate us from his love. Now, is there consequences? Yes, absolutely. But that's what we're trying to avoid here. When you realize who you are, when you realize what he's already provided and done for you, you don't have to go out and try to fill an emptiness because you are already filled by the one and only Jesus Christ that fulfills it all in your life. That's all it is. When people go off and do crazy things, there's an emptiness that they're trying to fill. That's all it is. But when you realize who you are in Christ, there's no emptiness to fill. You're completely full of Christ. Amen. And that Christ is the light of this world and the world just sees you and they don't understand you sometimes. Like, how is it? How is it we walk the same walk we've done the same job we're doing things but yet you seem to have such a hope in you um even though sometimes it feels like like the shit storm hits even harder your your, your life but yet you can still laugh or you can still rejoice you can still you still have such a beautiful peace about you and 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 and, and that and that comes from that knowing yeah that assurance you know i i have just a curious question that um in, in your opinion why then it's obviously you and I have a uh, have 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 walked this and we've been freed from it but why is it so easy or why do people do you think they tend to go towards trying to please others around them man you know it it, it like, that also has two sides of it mm. okay um i want to please my wife you know, I, I want to be in good standing with my wife, uh, and that's and that's and that's totally different. I want to be in good standing with my children, with my neighbor, you know, with with the police. You know, yeah. I want to be in good standing with the banker. You know, so we are called to have strong relationships with each, with each other. We are called to serve each other. Okay, we are called to. To, to do things for our brother and for our sister. But as far as trying to make other people accept us or love us or appreciate us, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much, you know, there, there, there's only so much that, that you are required to do in order to have a connection with a certain person. It has nothing to do with our connecting and being in right standing with God. Nothing at all. This uh, we're talking about interpersonal relationships. Yeah. You know, uh, why do we try to please people? Because many people hold us to a certain standard. Uh, especially going back to the church conversation. Yeah. If you know, if they think we're at a certain level or at a certain standard then you know they'll look at us right they won't talk about us 
you know, they'll, they'll be okay with this. You know, but it comes a point where you get tired of that. You get tired of people pleasing. Mm-hmm. You get tired of, of of making sure that that they think okay of you. At the end of the day, whether you do this or you do that or you don't do this or you don't do that, somebody somewhere is going to be upset anyway. <laughs> so at the end of the day, the only one I need to worry about being in right standing with is God. And I don't have to worry about it because it's already done. That's my number one priority. I'm already in right standing with God. The Bible says that I'm already seated in the heavenly places with mm-hmm. Christ Jesus. Already. It's not something I'm going to get to do. Already done. So if I'm already at the table, I don't need to prove myself to anybody. I don't need to please anybody here on earth. And it's unfortunate that especially now with social media, yeah. everybody and anybody <laughs> can just throw stuff and, and say stuff and comment stuff. And, and I mean, I'm guilty of it. <laughs> I'm guilty of it in the sports world. You know, there, there's a certain player that I don't I don't like. I'm not going to mention anything, but I don't like him. But every time I see him post something, bro, I'm right there. I'm in the comments. I'm in the comments. It's so easy for us to do that. Of course, I do it out of that sports kind of yeah. talk, you know, trash talking and stuff like that. But, but in other more serious life matters, I mean, it's so easy for people just to be watching you and look looking at you and see how you perform and seeing what you do but man you need to get rid of that you you need to forget about trying to please anybody it's 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 about it's about knowing who you are in christ Mm -hmm. and he's already completely pleased with you so therefore that gives you the freedom to live the life that he intended for you to live in the first place Eli, that was some good stuff. And I know that people, somebody needed to hear that. Someone needed that reminder that um, they are enough, that yes, they are absolutely. Um, they are complete. They, they yes. don't need to walk on eggshells anymore. They don't need to impress anyone. Wow. Um, the main person that you need to, be, to, to impress is already impressed by you to the fact that, that he came and, 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 and provided a way to have eternal fellowship with you because exactly. he is just so madly in love with you. That's it. Uh, and that's talking about Jesus, talking about God, yeah. talking about the Holy Trinity. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that, that you were just, use the freedom to just go, go yeah. and, 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 and let the spirit speak through you, speak in you because people need to hear this. And it's not just a Sunday thing. It's not just a Wednesday thing or over here, the Tuesday thing. Uh, it's it's a everyday thing. We just yeah. constantly need to be reminded because we we got plenty of people. We got plenty of uh, not people, but just plenty of noises constantly yeah. telling us that we're not good enough, that we'll never amount to anything, that we are th- there's nothing of value in us, and we need to combat those voices with good. We need to combat yeah. those voices with truth. You That's know, right. there's truth. the facts, and then there is the truth. Exactly. And, and you need to learn to not only hear the truth, but declare the truth, speak the truth, believe the truth, internalize the truth, because that's what's going to help give you such an anchor when all the voices start flooding in and just trying to tear at you. And you have that that one truth, or you have the truth to hold you, to set you free. But, that's uh, right. 
that's that's been some good stuff. The time has gone by, that's and crazy, so let's man. go on with you know we definitely have to bring you back for uh, season two, which starts next month. Uh, we with conversations with the rock star. I would love to get a panelist of just us talking about other things, uh, or even this because some people we need to keep hearing. People need to hear this message again and again that um, that you, Christ. You said that you need to constantly remind ourselves because mm-hmm. there's so much noise out there, Hosa. And we need to constantly remind ourselves that we are more than enough in Christ Jesus. Yes. Every day you have to remind yourself. I mean, it's just so vital and so important. You, 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 you keep refreshing your mind to who you are in Christ. But anyway, let's go on to what no, you were going to no, say no, next. That's good. <laughs> so um, besides practicing good vibes, <laughs> what are things that you have that, that have just become your everyday practice? Man, to me, in this in this uh, time in my life, is it's just a, a constant reminder. Uh, it's just a, 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 a lot of a lot of new covenant prayers. Mm. Uh, uh, prayer is not something that I do on a special occasion or in a certain place. Yeah. It's a constant conversation. It's not a prayer of begging. It's not a prayer of I'm going to throw the dice and I hope it falls on sevens. <laughs> I, I, I hope that he hears my prayer. I, I hope that I get an answer. It, it, a, a new covenant prayer is now just reminding God of what Jesus already did for you. Mm. Just You're not begging him for anything. You're not asking him for everything. I just told you a little while ago, everything that we need has already been provided for us so we're not begging god to do some god i please god i beg please god please do god i mean it's like please heal me and jesus is like i already did yeah yeah god please please bless me with this money i already provided everything that you need Mm. i mean everything's already done so now it's a constant reminder and it's a constant prayer of Thank you, Jesus, for the new clients that are coming. Thank you, Lord, that all my supplies are already met. Yeah. I thank you because I walk in health. I thank yeah. you because there's nothing broken and nothing missing. I thank you because my family is whole. I thank you because my marriage is complete. I mean, it's just a constant thank you for what you've already done. I receive it. I believe it. I walk in it by faith. I know it's already. And it, it's creating those thoughts that are going to create who you are in Christ. The mm-hmm. blessings are already there. It's maintaining the card in green instead of red. <laughs> when you whine, when you complain, it's like, you know, when, when we used to play outside with the water hose and, and you would you would fold the water hose and you would stop the water from flowing. <laughs> That's what we do when we whine and complain. We, we, we cringe up the water hose and mm. we stop the flow. Open up that hose, man. Let it flow. And just say thank you, Father. It's it's like, you know, you know what the problem is? Our butts. We put the butt in the wrong place. <laughs> it's like we 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 switch things around. We say, God, I know you're my healer, but look at all this pain mm. that I'm going through. And it's gotta be the other way around. Lord, look at this pain I'm going through, but I know that you are my healer. We, we just put the butt, you know, we, we, we switch things around. 
and, and know that, yes, there, like you said, there's facts, but then there's the truth. Yeah. The fact is that the, the doctor said this, but the truth is that you are my healer. Yeah. The fact is that my account might be draining, but the truth is that you will supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. So there's facts and there's truth. I'd rather believe by the truth. I'd yes. rather walk by the truth than to put my focus on the facts. So that's one of the things that I've been doing, Jose. I mean, like intentionally, you know, like hardcore intentionally, constantly in the car, in my mind, as I go to wake to sleep, as I go to wake up, just throughout the day. It just, whenever I feel something creeping up, it's just coming back and say, yeah, but you are my provider. Yeah, but you are my king. Yeah, but you are, you know, El Shaddai, my provider. You're not El Chipo. You're El Shaddai, El my provider. <laughs> you know, so it's it's just, that's been my life. Yes, I can read. I, I love to read motivational books. I love to read, but, but that only goes so far. Uh, knowing who you are in Christ is eternal. It's like, it, it's an eternal assurance. It's like an insurance policy that you can never, you know, run out of. It's 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 a constant. It's 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 something that it's it's the long uh, term. It's not just here on earth. Yeah. It's like it's a forever thing. It's not a temporary thing, you know. So when you put your focus on on the things above the line, which are the things that are already complete, they're already done. Yeah. They've already been done by Christ. Instead of focusing on what's broken, what's missing, what's lacking, what's incomplete, that just changes your perspective. And and it's just something that I'm I'm practicing. I haven't perfected it, but I'm practicing and I'm trying to live by it more and more in every area of your life: mindset, finances, health, family. I mean every area of your life friendships every area of your life try it it's and been working physical, for me spiritual mental social and financial there the you go five the big five of the hey rock star uh, storytelling platform man <sighs> I, 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 this is a good this is a good conversation i i am full i am like over over overfilled with uh just uh this conversation did, and you pouring into me. I know you're sharing with with my my audience, but I also needed a reminder of the the truth that sets me free. Uh, so Eli, um, the next question I'm I actually I changed it. I'm starting to change it up because I'm to me it felt kind of redundant when I ask everyone for their their disciplines, and then I'm like, well, give us one little tidbit advice. But let's just say let's change it now. There's someone who's heard your story who is inspired to to follow in your footsteps, whether it's musically or uh, ministry or, or financial, any of those areas, what resource could you advise that they would, if they just want to know where to start to possibly find their way in the same, um, not I don't want to say calling because everyone has a different calling, but in the same lifestyle that you're in, what's a resource that you wouldn't, that, that you could recommend a person can start to find their way towards this? new resolve in their life man it's, it's, it's not really it's not really a book it's not mm. you know a, a podcast or a vlog or anything hey rockstar is a good one to start oh, it is it is go, a good go. one <laughs> you, you will be encouraged here at hey rockstar but i think 
it's it's the doing you know it's the practice it's the finding your your niche it's the finding the thing that you like to do i mean you never know it doesn't have to again it doesn't have to be all involved in performance and ministry and man i heard a story i'm gonna think it's true (laughs) because my dad said it so i'm gonna think it's true but i heard a story of a man and i think it was the midwestern state somewhere in kansas or somewhere and uh he made the most amazing hot sauce salsa i mean he it was so delicious and he would make every party hey will you make the salsa yeah so then some friends started asking him, hey, can you make, I have a part, a, a gathering, can you make me a salsa? Absolutely. So then, like, he goes, well, I need to monetize this. So he started selling it, and and this party, and and this company party, and, and then all of a sudden, he gets an offer from a huge uh, supermarket, can we put your salsa in our store? And it the thing blew up, and all of a sudden, he sold his recipe to somebody for like millions of dollars. And it was like, out of salsa, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I'm over here trying to break my head, trying to figure out how to make an extra dollar. And this guy made, you know, the rest of his life secure with the salsa. So just try things that you like. You know, I think I think we all have a gift. I, I don't think, I know we all have mm-hmm. a gift. Yeah, We all have a seed. You want to know what the richest place in the world is? No. The cemetery. Yeah. Because so many talents and abilities and so many, you know, uh, things that God planted in us stayed in our hearts and in our lives, and they were never, they never reproduced. And they're there to bless the people. Mm-hmm. And and so just, just find it. Just swing at it. You know, I use this a lot in, in ministry. I, I did... I did children's church. I did Royal Rangers. I, I did radio. I did TV. I did preaching. I, I, I did everything. I cleaned. I, I did youth ministry. I, I, all kinds of stuff. Just like I know you did as well. You know, just just do it all. And I think that prepares you to start narrowing things down. And then as you get older, you find exactly what you like and what you want to do. And then once you find it, then there's all kinds of experts out there that you can grab little nuggets from here and there. And and I mean, I'm still learning. Right, right before we went on the air, I was asking you, hey, what kind of system do you use? What are you using to broadcast? What kind of system? I'm, I'm still, I'm, I've been doing radio for, gosh, my goodness, 35 years already. You know, but I'm still, you still learn and you still, things that you like, they'll draw your attention. You'll, you'll be drawn into them. And uh, it's just practice, man, just, just keep living it out and walking it out. That's a funny thing because, like, uh, you know Joe from Low Budget Productions, mm-hmm. before he did his podcast, he said he reached out to you and got some ideas on on how to do broadcasting and radio stuff. And then I reached out to him. And so through him, <laughs> share, well, through what you shared him, he shared it with me. And then I've been sharing stuff. So it's kind of like a circle and, here. And now I'm asking you for advice. <laughs> so it's like. I'm all about the eye candy. Like, I'm learning little tricks and trade on how you can set certain things up yeah. to make it just uh, amazing and with, with the budget that I have but now right. that I'm starting to grow uh, I do want to get them huge lights because uh the yeah. youtuber I had on on a few a, a few months ago 
he showed me his side. It was funny. Right before our show, we're taking pictures of each other set up and sending to each other as we're just looking, you know, behind the magic. But it's so simple. Yet, at the end, when you know what you're doing and and, and you you learn to steward well what you're given, you can make amazing things appear out of whatever simple you have. Yeah, and when it's in you, man, it's it's just so. It's a love. It's a passion. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I did a commercial for somebody. As a matter of fact, they're a relative of ours, of you and I. And uh, I did a commercial for them last week. I hadn't done a radio commercial in like probably over a year. And I did it and I produced it and it just came back to me like riding a bike. And and then at the end, I was, I, I think I heard it like 25 times before I send it off and my wife's like, it sounds good. You can stop listening to it already. <laughs> but I'm listening to it on my phone and my headphones in the car. And it's just like, it's a passion. Something inside of you is going to be like, oh, I love this. I want to do this. I want to. And you just you get better at it. You perfect I'm, it. I'm guilty about going back and rewatching my own stuff and listening to yes. my own talks. It's just I love the, the wisdom that comes like, yes, that was Holy Spirit moment right there. Also, that, that's, a, that's a good tip. And I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. If you're a speaker. And you speak publicly, you need to go back and hear yourself. Yes. Like you need to record yourself and you need to hear yourself time. And, oh, I hate hearing myself. Then you're not a public speaker. You need to go hear yourself because when you hear yourself, you'll find your mistakes that you can correct later. So many people are talking and speaking publicly and they go on Facebook and and, and they're preaching and they're saying Jesus like a million times in one <laughs> paragraph. And, and and things like, you know, you know, you know, I mean, come on, listen to yourself. And let's, I'm sorry, I have to go on the no, little no, rest. That's perfect. But, but that's, you wanted a tip? That's what you need to do. If you're a speaker or a singer or a musician, you need to hear yourself and, and correct all those mistakes. Get used to hearing your own voice. Yes. Get comfortable with even your mannerisms, even the certain things that you do and say, or even when you kind of yeah. stutter a little bit but it's still own it make it a part of who you are yeah. but no most definitely my conversation skills i mean i was always, always decent because i have had a platform but going back to listen to like episode primero that's what i call it the first one yeah. and listening to the ums and and even me just like um 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 and i still do the ums but now it's more like intentional yeah and and do the the hard breaks and and such but uh, it's 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 all in good fun, and and I like, I like that it it has professionalism, but at the same time it keeps like not amateur, but just a sense of normal. I'm a normal person mm-hmm. here talking, but yes, yeah. most definitely. Uh, and the funny thing when we're talking about Streamyard is I use it for not just this. I also record my talks, go back, play it because it has the capability to save, and and I have like. I don't know how many terabytes of storage now that I've been, I've been saving everything and storing all my videos yeah. to to go back and watch it, listen to it, and see what we can use for future references. Absolutely, that's the way to go. But oh man, Eli, thank you once again for just this this small sliver of your time today. Final question: If you want to be found, where would you like people to find you? Everywhere. <laughs> And it's all Eli Emiliano. You go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. It's all E L I E M I L I A N O. 
I have a website, EliEmiliano.com. It's all Eli Emiliano. So either page, either platform, you can go find me. If you go to my website, you can find all my podcasts and on my YouTube. Go subscribe. Yes. And uh, so all that stuff is on there. I, one, 99% of my material is in Spanish. Okay, that's the only downside. It's all in <laughs> Spanish, all my YouTube. But uh, and and on my you know my podcast and stuff like that, my website, I I, I kind of move more in that realm. And and I, I, can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. So I, I'm at a very popular uh, uh, mega church here in the Metroplex area a long time ago, and I came to visit the church. If I say the name, I mean the world knows who this person is, and I'm sitting at their church. And they're celebrating Pastor's Day. And I mean, the people are just like loving on the pastor. And they're calling him dad and father. And I mean, these aren't his, they're his kids. These are just people from his church. And I was like, man, that's that, that respect and that honor and that love is missing so bad in our Hispanic culture. And I drove out of there and I got on the freeway and I told God, I said, you you made me be born in the wrong culture, in the wrong race. I'm in the wrong race. <laughs> and all of a sudden I felt, no, you're in the right race. And I'm going to use you to bring truth to the people so that the people can realize that it's not the way they were taught. It's the way that it is in Christ mm. and, the, and the truth that's in Christ. And it, that shook me up. So... I've kind of stuck to my. I don't want to say that I'm. I'm going to stay there, but I've been stuck on on just doing all my stuff in Spanish. But but anyway, that's that's where you can find me. Everything, mm-hmm. any platform, Eli Emiliano. Perfect, perfect. You know what? Let's just go in. Uh, I'm going to get get the shout outs from here. I'm not going to kick you out anywhere. I want you present so that people can see. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today for. Uh, Hey Rockstar, episode 44, an interview with a rock star featuring Eli Emiliano, a gifted man, a great conversationalist, a leader. There's so many good stories, but more importantly, he's a man of God who knows the truth and the truth has set him free. Um, I just want to thank you all for just spending this moment with us today. Um, thank you for um, just just taking Thank you for letting us into your homes today. Thank you for letting us into your cars. But most importantly, thank you for letting us into your hearts. And so until next time, all the way from Nashville, I am Josefat Emiliano. That's Miguel just chilling right there. And all the way from the DFW, Eli Emiliano, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. Oh, any final thoughts before I kick it? Uh, no, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. And uh, I look forward to hopefully being with you again. And uh, now I'm going to go watch the Cowboys in their first <laughs> game here in a little bit. So go Cowboys. All right. Well, everyone, until next time, much love and many blessings. Hey, you made it to the end of the episode. Look at you accomplishing things. <laughs> Like the podcast? Then try catching us live next time. For now, the Hey Rockstar live stream is aired every Thursday. 
Hey Rockstar is affiliated with Low Budget Productions. Go to Facebook, like and follow LBP's page to learn more about the other amazing podcasts under their umbrella. The energetic rock background music is by Anwar Amar, also known as Music Today 80. Josafat Emiliano is a keynote speaker and mentor. To connect and invite him for your next event, go to his Instagram and direct message him at Josafat Emiliano. That is J-O-S-A-F-A-T-E-M-I-L-I-A-N-O. So take the big five and go live life as a rock star.